21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskarik. I'm Antonio. I'm one of the co-founders of Novos, an e-com SEO agency based in London. We work with retail brands all around the world, and our goal is to reduce their reliance on paid, but also to build better companies that put people first. I've always wanted to set up my own business. Um, ever since I was a young kid, I was sort of exposed to that. So my parents fled the Yugoslav war. So they were Cro uh, Croats living in Croatia. The war obviously started and then for quite a long time, they were able to stay there. But with my sister, who was very young, they had to come to the UK. And the reason they came to the UK was because they just had friends here. Um, but obviously they had to start everything from scratch. One thing that I was always uh, I was always told about was they had their own business here in Croatia and it was called Sebastian and they basically sold premium luxury lingerie and products for women um, and it was one of the first of the kind at the time especially in Osijek they're about to launch another one on the coast of Croatia um, but obviously that's when the war hits. They never really had the chance to see the business flourish or achieve its potential, I think. And I, I was definitely made aware of that when I was younger and they then had to start from scratch. My mum, she worked in a supermarket. My dad, he had to work in a, in a chicken factory in the freezer. And these were such well-educated people who were so business oriented. Um, I, think that, I think it probably put something within me where the, it just had like a motivation within me. I knew I wanted to set up a business, but I also knew from a young age, I felt like business could be better. So then we went to launch to launch Novos and that was uh, my, my co-founder and I, we met because he hired me for my very first job out of uni. And then we set up the business years later together. And there, there was something there where we basically both realized SEO as a service, not many people like it, not many people get it, but it makes so much money. Um, and so many brands around the world are spending millions on paid advertising for Meta to Google ads. And these corporations are getting so much money out of these brands, but yet they control so much. So our whole angle was let's bring the control back to the brand. So we've worked with retailers from large organizations to smaller ones across the world. And our goal really is to reduce that reliance on paid marketing. When we set up the agency, we had two things written on a piece of paper. One was we want to work with really cool clients. And the second one was let's make this the best place to work in the UK. Um, and that was kind of how we centered. Every decision was centered around those two things. 
on the best place to work part. So we both came from quite toxic backgrounds company-wide. So we never really worked for companies where we felt like they had our best interests at heart. So we said, let's set up this company to get the best out of people. And I think our, our thing was if someone comes and works for us for one year only and they move on to somewhere else, in 10 years time, I want them to look back to say, the most the company that I learned most at wasn't Novos. The company that I enjoyed my time the most was Novos. The company that I made the most friends at was Novos. And that was that was sort of our goal when building the organization. And a lot of people listening to this probably think that sounds like a very, you know, wishy-washy way of creating a business or very emotional response to let's let's set up a business because of an experience. But actually, we live in a modern society now. A lot of businesses need to modernize. It's no more just about, you know, I'm, I'm going to help guide you. I'm going to be your mentor and you get loyalty that way. That doesn't happen anymore, especially ever since COVID-19. Like everything has changed with remote working. So we've what we've seen and the values that we've seen from doing what we do, increased retention. So you can keep your people for longer, which means you're saving money on having to hire. You get more devoted people. So you get people that are better at their jobs and they actually care about what you're doing. There is no business in the world that can fail if all the people that are there care about it because everyone can come up with a solution. The third thing really that you get is you get people who are really, really good at what they do. So because you don't have to constantly try and find someone else, constantly find someone else, you get people that just get better and better at what they do. Um, and that was just something that we found that if we're able to invest internally, it helps us in that way. And it also helps us, you know, on the business side, on the commercial side, clients love it clients love that we're so people focused it helps us win pitches against multiple other agencies it gives us that advantage so i think uh maybe it did start with an emotional reaction or maybe it did start with a desire to be these two guys trying to change the industry but actually what it's resulted in is a huge financial and commercial impact and we became an employee-owned company back in 2022 so if you're based in the UK, it's very similar to the John Lewis Waitrose model. And the whole aim of doing that was let's give the power back into the employees' hands. Let's not sell our company to a bigger company. We know what would happen then. We'd be absorbed. We'd never exist anymore. Whereas this way, we know sustainably the company can grow for a very long time. A lot of these things, obviously, are great, to, are great to experience and great to go through. But I think once you actually start getting recognized for them, you just sort of feel like a sense of achievement. So obviously, over the years, I mean, the agency has won, the agency has won so many awards. We've been on campaigns, best place to work list in the UK for three years in a row. Um, recently, we were recognized for one of the best workplaces for women in the UK. And getting on these sort of culture lists and awards, it, it feels amazing for us. But again, there's the commercial benefit. It helps us. It helps us attract new talent. It helps us to attract better talent out there than some of our competitors. So being recognized for these awards has, has, has a real impact for us. But then also personally, it's been amazing because what started as just a simple idea, and we've managed to scale it into something we never thought we could. I've been recognized, um, I've been nominated for Young Entrepreneur of the Year, um, at the, recently at the Great British Entrepreneur Awards. So I was surrounded by some amazing entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I think all of these things make you realize that actually everything that you do, there is a value to it. At the end, people are reading these things thinking this needs to be recognized and we need to highlight this more. So I think definitely uh, to a lot of business owners that might be listening to this as well, like whatever your business plan is or strategy, try and figure out how can you put people up there in your top two at least priorities. Because longer term, the more you can invest in what your people strategy will be or how you focus on creating a, a place to work that people can thrive in, longer term, you'll benefit from this. And it, when we see our name on, on these lists uh, or we get recognized, you know, for best SEO agency of the year or recently we won e-commerce agency of the year, the global agency awards, all of these things are because so many things came together but the main one that encompasses all of them is the way we were able to develop our people look after the team be there for the team because we know then we can just constantly improve as a company So other things that I do as well now, so as well as Novos, I also advise and I coach quite a lot of different different companies and brands and I sit on a few boards of companies. And the two things I always say that the most important to success are people and service. So if you can be really good at your people strategy, coming up with ways to increase like the retention of your talent, being able to be more appealing to people that want to work there, that's one part of it. The other part of it is the service part. So one thing that people will always want to pay more for is a great service. And if you could be the best at giving the service within your industry and amongst your competitors, you will always win. So a few examples of what we do. So one thing that we do, so as an agency, it's very common to be seen as like a third party supplier. So someone that's just out there, we're paying them to do something that's great. We've always been very big on saying, we'll be an extension of your team. So it's like, how can we get involved and help you in your day to day? So if you're doing an event, for example, how can we be there? If you're if you're like selling a product, how can we be customers of your product? How can we be more involved with you as a brand? I think that's the first thing you need to figure out is how can we make this brand feel important? The second thing that's always worth doing is having a very clear communication plan. So we use Slack, for example, that's like our way to communicate with clients. But that's the reason we use Slack in the first place is because it's quick, it's easy for clients, it's easy for us to speak to them. So I'd always say like, try and have a really easy and smooth form of communication with your customers, with your clients. Don't make it too hard for them to get in touch with you. Don't make it too hard for them to find a way to reach you because in the modern world, people will get easily frustrated. And if they're unable to find, whether that's a chatbot, whether that's easy access on Slack or WhatsApp, they will get frustrated and they will go to someone else. So I always say try and find something that works for you, which allows you to communicate with your customers better. And then the third thing is I always say, maybe it's a me thing, but one thing that's worked for us is a real good attention to detail. So people always think of the bigger picture a lot. They think of what am I gonna say? But what they what a lot of people overlook is how does this look and how do I present this? So it's little things I've always obsessed with, but how does this particular thing on a presentation look or is the spelling correct? If you're speaking to someone who's not from your country, can you just put something that's personalized to them in their language? Stuff like this, I always try and find ways to have like the small details because they do matter. And that's not something that I just think, 
I've seen it work. <laughs> We're a multi-million pound agency, so I know it works because I've seen us win business. I've seen us win deals that really at the size of the company that we were back in the day, we shouldn't have won against other agencies. But it was these small details that mattered and we'd always get feedback like, we want to work with you guys because we love this. And it was such a small thing that so many businesses wouldn't do, but we did. So one thing I always say is don't don't overlook the details. Um, and that, that's like one of the biggest pieces of advice I usually have to founders. One of the biggest things that gives me the most joy about being a founder of Nobos, I think, is the impact that I can see we have on clients um, and the customers that we work with. So a good example that I have of one of the brands, they came to us many years ago and one of the challenges that they presented to us was we're paying far too much at the moment for paid. From an organic perspective, we don't really, it's very small. So only like 5% of our overall traffic and revenue is from SEO and from organic channels. But at the same time, from that organic, like 80% of it is branded. So people are searching for our brand plus the product name. So our challenge was ultimately, how can we A, increase the amount of organic traffic and revenue they get, but also B, how can we reduce that reliance on brand? So how can we start getting their brand found by people just searching for generic terms? So for example, the brand was a fashion brand. So instead of people having to search for their brand name plus jeans, so how can we get them to rank on the first page of Google just for men's black jeans? And I think that was like our biggest challenge was, okay, how do we identify what are the key categories to focus on? What, where is the value in this? How much revenue can they make from this? How much of a saving from paid channels can they make? Once we had all of this, the team were incredible. We, we, we worked across all pillars of SEO. So if you're not in the industry, the main pillars of SEO, you've got technical SEO. So that's how is the store structured? You've got the content marketing piece. So that's like, what content are we serving to the user that searched for this? And then there's the digital PR. So the link building side of it. So it's how can we get you placed in publications to start getting those press features? And all of these we managed to work with over about a two year, three year period. Ultimately, what we achieved for the brand was amazing. So we'd met and we'd managed to flip. So 30% of their uh, SEO uh, overall was event, uh, was branded, 70% was non-branded. And before that, obviously, years ago, it was the other way around. So much less reliance on their brand. So they were able to grow more sustainably. But then also SEO went from 5% um, overall of their marketing mix to well over 20%. And I think this is the kind of work that we love doing is seeing brands take more control over their over their customers, you know, over their uh, over their acquisition so rather than having to pay for traffic if they turn that off for whatever reason in one day they lose all of their traffic whereas doing it this way they, they get to see growth that they, they can sustain and that they own and control and that's the kind of work that we do with our brands and i think that's the part that gives me gives me the most joy is when, when i see those kinds of results I'm a millennial, so I still fall in the category of millennials. So, but one thing that I think I see across millennials and Generation Z is there's there's a big misunderstanding, I think, of our generation. But also, if you're in that generation, you're mis you're misunderstanding as well.
So I think we've kind of found ourselves like this really strange crossroads where millennials and Gen Z are feeling a bit, well, I, can, I, I don't need to do much. I can, I, I, I've got, I don't need to work hard. I don't need to do all of this. Then you've got the other side of it where a lot of them are thinking, I can make a big difference in the world. Then you've got another side of it, which are thinking, I'm going to continue to work really hard. That's how I was brought up by my parents. And I think we're kind of in this weird place at the minute where a lot of people seem to forget that a lot of opportunities now don't require you to go into a place, work 18 hours a day to be successful. People just turn on a camera, they make a YouTube video or a podcast and they can become millionaires. But that doesn't happen overnight. And I think that's where the misunderstanding is, is my generation and the generation below me They'll watch a couple of YouTube videos or they'll watch a few TikToks and they'll think, I, I, that's it. That's what I want to do. But the thing that they don't see is a lot of these individuals have worked for so many years. They've worked so hard behind the scenes to make this happen. And that was only possible because A, consistency. They consistently did this and they didn't give up. B, persistence. <laughs> so they just carried on going. So even if they had nothing, even if they had no likes on their videos, nothing, they carried on. And I think it's this, it's almost like the traits that the older generations always had, they're still there, but a lot of people, especially in our generation, seem to have forgotten about. So I always usually say to like younger generations, like I obviously I know in so many ways I'm very lucky. I live in the UK. I'm amazed, I'm very lucky to have so many opportunities, but at the same time, I've worked really hard for it. And I worked for so many years to even get to a point where my business grew and it did really well and there were so many tough moments but you carry on through it but I, I know a lot of individuals that you know they start something or they'll they'll get a job they'll it'll be quite a low salary and then a few months later what they'll say is I can't be bothered I don't know my employer is not paying me very much um, I don't see what what's the point so I'm just going to not do anything and I think the thing that I try and always remind people of is everyone has to start somewhere Everyone has to have something that they're not enjoying or they're not feeling amazing at doing, but have a goal in mind. And that's the same for me. You know, I a lot of the jobs I had well before this, it was very low pay. I, I had to get on a train to London every single day. It was in rush hour. It wasn't a great way to live. But I knew I had an end goal, which was I want to be successful in my career. I don't know what that looks like yet, but I'm going to do it. And I think that's the part that is missing perhaps my generation is the whole, what is my end goal from this? And there's too much of a short term win. And I think that's the thing that I'm trying to, especially if someone does come to me within those generations and we talk and they ask like, wow, you're, you're 28. I feel like you've achieved so much, but I kind of say, yeah, but I, I worked a lot before it just because I'm 28 doesn't mean I haven't got work experience or life experience. I think just, it doesn't matter what age you are. Just start hard work, just start something, just do it and don't complain. And like the best, the best people I've ever worked with, whether that's been our own employees or or other people have been those where they just they're, they're proactive, they're on it. They ask questions, they 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 care about what they do and they, they don't care what, you know, what right now might be happening or, OK, maybe I'm not paid the best right now, but I know where I'm going to go. And I think that's the thing that our, our generation, like my generation, millennials, but especially Gen Z probably need to, 
I think think about more and focus on more is that don't just look at the short term gains of, you know, I'm not earning much now. So what's the point? I'm just going to not do anything. I'm going to finish at four o'clock, go home, play video games, go back to work. So it's good to have a dream. It's good to have a goal and an ambition. And I think generations above us maybe had more of those for whatever reason. They just had longer term goals more than our generations do. And I think that's the part that we can definitely probably give it a wrap. I'm really grateful, obviously, for all the success that I've had at my young age. But that does come, I think, with a mental toll that a lot of people probably don't talk about too often. Um, and I think it's very easy to think, you know, you're living a high life, you're going you're going very quickly, you're growing a company, you're getting achievements, all of these things. But actually, ultimately, like over the years, I've had so many, you know, what, what feel like mental breakdowns when you just get to a point where you're so tired, where you burn out. I, I just remember one night I went, I, I just went for a walk, a normal walk, and I just started crying just out of nowhere. And I never cry. I'm not really a crier. I just cried my eyes out for like 10, 15 minutes. And I was so tired and exhausted. And I just realized I can't do it this, I can't do it in this way anymore. And I think the thing that's really helped me over time is just learn to find the balance and what that actually looks like. So I think, you know, it's good to work hard. It's good to have ambition. I think it's really good to be focused. And those are really key things that I know I've said throughout this episode. And people really need to find is what is your end goal and what is your focus and stick with that but at the same time you know what what does bring you calm what brings you joy in the process you know you can't be super successful if you're burnt out you, you need to find a balance so for me it's it could be random things just going to the gym going for a swim you know seeing seeing family and friends it's, it's making time for these things rather than just working really hard um, I know so many other business founders who I speak to who, who tell me, you know, oh, I grew for like three years really quickly and then I just had to take like six months off because I was so unwell. And I think, well, of course, like if you work hard for three years at that level, not only is it the hard work, but it's all the crap that you go through throughout. You know, you go, there'll be setbacks, there will be people that something that goes wrong, there'll be something that goes catastrophically wrong that you need to figure out. And all of these things take a toll on you physically and mentally. So I think definitely like whatever your journey is and wherever you are in the phase of running, whether that's a business or just being a leader or being high, high achiever in, in your in your professional life. I think try and find the things that bring you personal calm on a daily basis. So for many that could be running. You know, have a goal for running. What do you want to achieve with running? Just something completely different to your professional life. Um, I think that's the thing that I always, if I could look back seven, eight years and say to myself, it would be, you're going to be successful because you work hard and you have a focus, but try and do this earlier. And and that's the thing I didn't do. And I'm still, I'm still trying to figure it out now. But if I'd have done it a long time ago, who knows how much more successful perhaps I would be now. If you want to know more or find out more or speak to me at all, um, if you're an e-commerce business or a retail business, please feel free to reach out to us on our website. So this is Novos.com. We'd love to have a chat with you and I'll have a half an hour call. Just to try and figure out for you, like what is your challenge? What is the issue? And is there any way we can support you? 
if they're if you're a founder of a business if you're a smaller business and you just want to have a chat with someone i'm always here so please reach out to me on my linkedin so my name's antonio wedrell connect with me on there and then we can have a chat to see if there's any way that i could potentially help you in your business if you're looking for a coach if you're looking for a mentor at all i do a lot of consulting i've pretty much seen it all when it comes to business so i'd love to have a 30 minute catch up with you 21st century entrepreneurship with martin piskarik Imagine a space where triumphs, trials, and tales of entrepreneurship come alive. Welcome to the 21st Century Entrepreneurship Podcast, a gold-awarded journey hosted by Martin Piskorik, connecting with listeners in 95 countries and ranking in the top 0.5% of all podcasts. Join our exclusive community, elevate your perspective, and embark on the path to success.